Welcome to the good news. The good news is sponsored by the Full Gospel Businessmen in Canada. This uh, organization is worldwide and uh, what we do is we share personal testimonies. It's uh, as non-religious as we can be. We want to hear how God has worked in a person's life. So today our guest is Paul George. Hey Neil. Welcome. Paul. And he's going to start things out by sharing the background in his life, where he grew up, his family life, and, and then how the Lord got a hold of him. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for having me uh, on the program. I'm, I'm humbled and honored. Uh, growing up in Regina, I spent a lot of years in this town and seeing the program, knowing of the program, and never really thinking I'd ever be on the program. Uh, so it's exciting for me. And uh, my wife and I, my family, we live up in, in Slave Lake, Alberta. We transplanted from Saskatchewan back in 2013 from the Camsack area. And uh, I'm a clergyman, and I, I'm also a, tech, a technologist. I, I own a, an IT firm called Northern IT up in Slave Lake, Alberta. And I do a lot of remote support, that kind of thing. So never a dull moment that way. Um, but I... I, I am a, a Riders fan. Right on. That's good. <laughs> and uh, I, I often chant, go Riders, go. And take the Pats <laughs> with you. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but long before I was ever a Riders fan, I was a, a Winnipeg Jets fan, born and raised in Winnipeg. And as a, as a young Air Force brat, uh, my father moved us out to uh, Quebec for a few years and then retired in Regina in 78 when and he left the forces. you had said he's a career... He was an Air Force career. An AME, Air Force Maintenance Engineer. And uh, so I, I grew up on the Air Force bases, you know, CFB Winnipeg and then uh, Chicoutimi and, and Bagotville in Quebec. So saw a little bit of Canada and enjoyed it. And uh, uh, yeah, I came to, come to Regina in 78. And, you know, seven kids and I was the baby. So, you know, always trying to measure my identity by older brothers. Mm -hmm. And uh, really uh, found found a home in Regina for a lot of years. Really enjoyed it. And and and, and you know, as a product of of divorce, uh, you know, my dad separated and then you know remarried, and I gained a stepbrother. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, he was uh, he was a good man, a good Catholic uh, from from the southeast of Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. My family is in the Bellegarde Redverse. Uh, area southeast corner. Both your mom and dad from that uh, area. Uh, well, no, my like my dad separated. I was about four. four they were in okay. Winnipeg, right? But our family. I remember always going back to Bellegarde on the weekends, right? So whether we were in Winnipeg, it was always long trips to Bellegarde and back, and then, and that's kind of the way I grew up. And summertime, a lot of a lot of time on the farm, you know, a lot of uncles' farms, and uh, it was good. It was uh, very very good. Um, so, you know, I, I, I had the records of the older brothers to beat and everything, right? And so I dropped out of school earlier. That was one of the things I'm not proud of, but I, 
you know, I got involved with, uh, you know, the social thing. I was always a very social guy, mm -hmm. life of the party kind of guy, right? I'm still kind of a joker, uh, but it, it led me down some crazy roads, some, some crazy times. And uh, I, I, I come to be about, you know, 18, 19, and uh, realized there was an emptiness there, that all the confusion, all the relocating and the, you know, the life that I'd lived and the family that I'd had and the friends I'd made and the crazy stuff that I was involved in didn't fill, you know, there was a void there. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's got that void, right? Did your mom and dad have a, a connection with God growing up in the home? No, pretty much unchurched. Strong Catholics, strong Catholic folk, good folks, uh, but not real practicing or anything to that effect. Although I, I spent some time as an altar boy. When my dad retired in, in 78, we were in Bellegarde, Saskatchewan. That's, my dad was going to try his hand at farming because he, he and a brother had been the only two in the family that didn't farm. My dad went off to the military and uh, my uncle became a banker, so that was bad. No, I'm just kidding. That was, that was really bad. But anyways, I guess when he retired, he was going to get back to, to trying his hand at farming. So that was interesting. And uh, I, I, I attended the school in Bellegarde, which was, you know, French, it's a French community, right? French Canadian community. And it, it, was, it was tough to come from, even though we'd been in Quebec, everyone kind of, and my dad being French, my family uh, being French. In fact, Bellegarde today is a French immersion experience. And I think, I'm not sure if the program still runs, but effectively they, they would take students from uh, La Belle Provence and bring them to Bellegarde. Like and exchange students? It, no, college students, like okay. as an immersion experience, and they teach them the culture and, you know, the, the community. It's an interesting place, uh, Bellegarde, yeah. Saskatchewan. And uh, my grandfather's house, the house I went to all the time as a kid, that's their operating place, you know. So it's kind of neat. Uh, coming, coming back to Regina this weekend, where I'm here for the, the uh, Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship, their national convention. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I'm actually a, a chapter president from Slave Lake, okay. uh, and uh, we have we have great fellowship up there. But it's so it's so in, it's overwhelming to be in Regina this weekend. You know, this is the place where I, I experience so much life. You know, I've lived a lot of life in this mm -hmm. in this city, and uh, gone into a lot of trouble in this city, and 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 and, and but but got saved here. You know, a so program. We're back to 19 now. Uh, yeah, 18, 18, 18, 18 years old, and and on on Angus Street. 2100 block Angus in an apartment building. And I didn't have a good life. I, I wasn't, I was, you know, always involved with the drug culture and drinking, et cetera. Um, but I, I had come in from the Cornwall Center, my, our, our hangout back in those days, you know, go and have coffee at the Cornwall, go hang out at the Cornwall Center, up to all kinds of shenanigans there. But uh, I, come, I come in from downtown, and this is how I got saved, Neil. I sat down, I cracked open a beer, and I, I was pretty proud of myself, sitting there in, in, in my, my nice apartment, looking around at my stuff and thinking, you know, I'm on top of the world here. I got it. I got the world by the tail, you know. And I, I, I put my boots up on the coffee table and I flip through the channels. And all of a sudden I hear this guy. I stop on this channel. I never, I didn't know what an evangelist was, a televangelist. I didn't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 I stumble across this guy talking about Jesus. And something gripped me. You know, here I am. Now everything is transforming. Right then and there, in that moment, transformation is occurring. And uh, 
I can't remember exactly what he said, but he told me about Jesus, how he came, how I was hopeless and had no future, that I was separated from the God that created me, and that my future, without, outside of Jesus, was going to be eternally separated from everything that's good, everything that's pure, everything that's light, everything that, that is. I mean, it, it's, it's in the presence of God, cut off forever, unless I find the solution which Jesus came to provide. And I, I don't fully understand it, but his work on Calvary, I learned that, that morning, was the substitution for my failures. And it was uh, being offered to me, the transformation that needed to take place was being offered to me for free if I would just believe. So he took you from having everything to realizing you had nothing. <laughs> Less than nothing yet. In a moment, in an instant. And I, I really kind of lost myself in that moment because I knew that the words that he was saying was true. I'll tell you one thing, I they're, 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 put all the philosophy and theology aside, I knew the words that this guy was saying on the TV were 100% true. They're ringing in my heart, my mm -hmm. spirit. And I, before I knew it, I slipped down to the floor and I wept and I cried. You know that, that real messy, snotty crying? I'm sorry, can I say snot on TV? So, yeah, you sure can. And right. so the spirit of God came upon you. Oh, just, and I just wept and I cried my way through and I, I repented. And that wasn't you. I, You're not the crying. That's not me. No, that's not me with the tattoos and the torn off t-shirts and the jacket and my, my, my wallet on a chain and my hair down to my, yeah, you know, the drugs and the beer and the, drugs and and the, the, beer and the smokes and, and all that. Yeah. That wasn't me. You know, that, that was, uh, that was something. And I gave my heart to the Lord that morning. I gave my heart to the Lord. And then I stayed up all night, just excited. I had to tell everybody. <laughs> I went to my say this, but I say this on TV, but I went to my drug dealer and sure. I, gave, I gave back everything Absolute, that I had, absolutely. the bit that I had, and I said, and I expected, you know, I, you know that, that, that ideology that, you know, once you're in, you're in, you're in forever. The only way out is death. <laughs> it's this highly romanticized concept, right? Uh, and I kind of went to talk to this fella, and I, I thought, I, you know, I was ready for anything. I thought, this is going to be a fight, but I'll take my licks and I'll go my way. And I said, I said, anything that's out there that I didn't provide for you, I said, I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm done. And I thought there was going to be a bit of a scramble, you know. <clears throat> but he just laughed. He said, what? I said, yeah, I said, I just became a Christian. And he laughed and he said, oh, don't worry, in a couple of weeks you'll be back. How long had you known this man? <laughs> oh, a couple of years, a year or so, so yeah, maybe a year. So yeah. this was a huge surprise for oh, him. Oh, for him it was like, for anybody that knew me to think that I would become religious uh, or to be I'll just throw this in when God got a hold of me I was a thief and I had acquired about ten thousand dollars worth of, of cash that was not mine yeah. and when God got a hold of me I started thinking how am I going to give this back <laughs> and anyway carry on with That's your awesome. story yeah I hear you <laughs> it's like going to the drug dealer yeah what am I going to do about this you gotta you gotta face them you gotta face the face the, the maker I guess and that guy made me a, you know, a small-time criminal, you know, and I, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss walking away from that. Just that, 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 that transformation. Something had changed in my heart. So I started the, uh, you know, that was my first exposure to Christianity, you know, and uh, I had a lot of years with a lot of ups, and I, everything was perfect at, at the, from that day forward. Uh, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of, uh, I mean, I've lived a lot of life in Regina. 
but that was that was really something to it be. It sure was. And you know, I didn't understand it until just a couple of years ago. And I, I testified about that day a lot of times because subsequently, I mean, I, I, one of the first things I wanted to do was know the word, right? So, you know, my life really changed, especially every spare moment I had, I was in the word. I mean, I was just, it, it, it compelled me just to, just, just to, I mean, there was areas of my life that I wanted to give to God and I had to pray things like, like David did in Psalms. He said, he said, Lord, make me to go in, in, in thy ways, Lord. He said, change my heart, O oh God, you know. And there were things that weren't natural to me. And, I, and people used to always say, oh, you're just being brainwashed. <laughs> and I used to love when people say that to me. I'd say, yeah. I said, man, I need my brain washed. <laughs> 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 you know, that is funny. It's a good thing to, <laughs> I said, you know, and you know, we argue with people, they, they talk about the existence of God or, you know, they get all theological about right. it. I could care less. I know that the, the transformation that occurred in my life has given me life and light. And it's so awesome to be, to be confused and to be hopeless and be, be so, so, so deceived into thinking that he who dies with the most toys wins to actually meeting the creator of heaven and earth and to have him come in and take up residence in your heart and begin the transformation process. It's such an adventure. It's such a great life. I'm just having this thought how that man you watched on TV, his approach got into you right oh, away. That, oh, I, do, you, do you have this, uh, I, I've run into this in my whole life, I always feel an anointing that comes to you becomes yours, that then you can go back and you can touch other people in the same way. Like you, you look, to me, you look like the guy that is the aggressor. You're not defending oh, no. your religion. You're... No, no I, I, I was, I, I don't know if some of your viewers, if they stumble upon this, they might recognize me from back as, you know, uh, pastor by day, cabbie by night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I just love meeting people. And I used to love the conversations that would come up. I had some very genuine conversations. Uh, and it was, it, was always, uh, it was always so easy to tell people because God's so good. You know, like uh, to, to, to meet Jesus, to know Jesus, to, to be possessed by that revelation that eternity is real. And it's and and that I've been adopted. I mean, I've been transformed out of the kingdom of darkness into His marvelous light. You know, it's it's really something. You know, and it, and 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 uh, there is no uh, not because challenges don't come because they do. You know, uh, man, there's so much I could tell you about. But but, but I, I, I imagine we're probably you know getting to the end of time. But nope. I, want, I want to tell you about full circle. Lots of time here. That man that I was watching turned out to be Jimmy Swaggart. Okay. You know, and today my son Adam actually works for Brother Swaggart. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of Sun Life Broadcasting, but Adam's actually one of the editors. One of, and, and it didn't, it's not because I, you know, went and pushed him to go no. to Baton Rouge, you know, but he, it just, just the way God weaves things together, you know. And, uh, you know, my son, you know, he's, um, he, he's got a beautiful ministry and, 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 and to know that, you know, I, that's where I got started. And, and I didn't know, I, I couldn't tell you what a TV evangelist was. I, don't, I, I just kind of 
didn't even get the joke when people would imitate and mock people on TV, you know, like they'd imitate preachers or whatnot. I didn't even get it, you know. I, mean, it was that, I was that removed. I was that unchurched, you know. But uh, uh, to be, you know, to be, to, to be all of a sudden, uh, you know, to be okay. You know, to go from that feeling of condemnation, to be the feeling that, that destruction is always just right around the corner, that it's going to end for you. And it's going to, to all of a sudden, that pressure, that pressure just being relieved and being lifted and feeling okay, when it was so not okay prior to that, was a, was a definite it was transforming. It was a lot of work to, yeah. to keep that feeling pushed back inside of you. Uh, well, well, no. I mean, I mean, it was, it was, it was gone. You know, like, like wrestling with that fear. What, what I with, meant is before yeah. this experience. Yeah, yeah. You were pushing that away. I think people deal with fear of of succeeding. Fear, of, fear of not of succeeding, obviously. Fear of failing. Fear, fear of the walls caving in. Fear, fear of, and to me, to 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 to, to all of a sudden have Jesus there. It's hard to explain. And I, I'll tell my kids all the time, I say, well, you, know, you can't see him, but he's there. And you've got to have faith. You've got to trust. You've, you know, and it's, I, I kind of tell my grandkids, I say, you're on an adventure to find out about Jesus, to meet this Jesus, because you will meet him one day. It's just that, you know, the world's a crazy place. It's a, it's, it's, it's a crazy upside-down place. And he's busy right now. He's very, very, very busy right now. He's preparing a place that's like this earth, but not like this earth. That's, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. It's a... You know, this is a good place to lead the audience in a prayer of salvation. Amen. Absolutely. So why don't you do that? And if you're, uh, go ahead and, and share the understanding of being filled with the Holy Spirit too. And, sure. Uh, just, just pray whatever the Lord gives you. All right. You know, There is a power. It's a, it's a powerful person. And his manifestation in the person of the Holy Spirit is there constantly knocking on the door of our heart. And for anybody that might be viewing this, this program that feels that conviction, that invitation, that knocking on the door, that Jesus is there. He's here right now. I feel, I feel his presence. So wherever you're at, if you want that relief you want to get away from that fear of living and failing trying and not succeeding and and get out of that environment and come to a place where there's his peace that passes all understanding and i just invite you to pray with me right now and let's 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 change everything just bow with me Jesus, I don't need to understand anything. I just know the words that I'm hearing right now are pulling in my heart and convincing me this is what I need to do. So I'm just going to ask you right now to say after me, say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that you came to save the sinner. So, Lord, I need you to save me. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Where I fail, 
where I fall, I'm sorry. And I, I want you to come in my heart and be my Lord and guide me. Live through me. I give my heart and my life to you. I accept salvation. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you were born of the virgin. You were God incarnate on earth. And you walked among men. And you, you didn't accept a kingdom here on earth or followers. But you came to be the lamb, to give your life on Calvary. And I believe you went to the cross and I believe you died on that cross. And I believe you were given for my sin. And I believe you rose again on the third day. And I believe you ascended into the heavenly places and that you are there. And that by your spirit, you're also here. And I invite your spirit to come into my heart. And I want you to be my God, my Lord, and my Savior. And I accept you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that's it. You're saved. That's it. But here's the exciting part. That, that power to live right, that power to walk right, that life-changing, often evidenced, and one of the initial evidences is a new language, a heavenly language. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't, be, don't be surprised, too surprised. But enjoy that. If you, if you feel it bubbling, let it out. But it's called, it's called the Holy Spirit. And not only does he come in, but he fills up and he overflows and he covers. And that's how you know which way to go, what doors to open, what doors to close. That's how when someone is sick or hurting, you can lay hands on them and you can pray in Jesus' name. And the power of the Holy Spirit heals the situation, heals the bones, mends the tissue, causes the sickness to go away, grows out limbs, opens blind eyes, raises the dead. That's the Holy Spirit. And, and it's nothing to be afraid of. It's something, it's, it, it is an experience to experience. So I'm just going to pray really quickly. Father, right now, I, anybody that's watching this right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, I just ask the Holy Spirit will come on them right now and cover them from head to toe in the power of the Holy Spirit and reside in them, through them, on them, and around them for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Whew. You, good thing I don't have a guitar in my hand. I yeah. might have a church right now. It's, that, was a, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, you, Thanks, you brought up quite a number of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the gift of speaking in tongues is just one of many gifts. Yes, sir. And uh, healing, have you seen healings oh, man. in your walk? I'm Pentecostal. <laughs> I'm a Pentecostal. That's why we Pentecostals always call that speaking in tongues the initial evidence the of the initial. Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's you know, the, the, yeah, oh yeah. I, I was in, um, uh, I wanted to say Thunder Bay, but North Bay, North Bay, Ontario. I was in a pastor's church and I was just getting started in ministry. But this is the most significant healing I've ever seen. And I was... I was standing, there was an altar call for people who were having trouble in their ears. The preacher had said, somebody here, you know, have trouble in your ears. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal you. And this couple come up and, I, you know, I was standing with them. And the, and the gentleman, I could see his hearing aid, you know, but he was, you know, he, he, his speech was affected. And his wife uh, was, was, you know, she had no hearing aids or anything, but I could tell like they were speaking sign language, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just laying hands on their back and I'm kind of holding them up and the pre preacher prays and he put his fingers in her ears and he said, be healed in Jesus' name. He pulled his hand out and she started screaming. 
I mean, she just went off screaming. And she, I'll never forget it. She turned around immediately. She grabbed her husband and she buried her face in his, in his, you know, in his, in his shoulder. And he, they're talking. They're sort of like between them. They're kind of looking at each other. And she's just trembling. And, and the preacher said, did I hurt her? Is she okay? <laughs> and uh, he's big tears coming down his face. And he said, she's hearing sounds. And she's never heard a sound before. Ever in her whole Ever. life. Born deaf. In that, born completely deaf, and here she was overwhelmed because she's hearing these sounds for the first time in her life. That's worth a scream. Man, that was oh, that I'll never forget. That was and I've seen a lot of healings, a lot of miracles. And you were right behind I'm them. I'm standing right there. You're a witness, and and the preacher said, "Say Jesus," and she and she'd never spoken before. And she said, "You know, in her way, Jesus." You know. Yeah. And he he just helped her to say, "Thank you, Jesus," and that was it. To this day, she still hears. Just like you and me, you know. Well, probably like you, because my wife says that I don't, <laughs> no, that I don't hear. No, but... my wife says the same things. I... Oh, okay. So... <laughs> and I'm a farmer my whole life. I've listened to so many loud noises. I'm. See, I stand I'm, by amplifiers and speakers all the time, so I have an excuse. <laughs> I had a few of those too as a kid growing up. All that rock music. And... Yes, sir. Awesome. And if it's good, it's better louder. That's right. That's very true. Well, that was worth a scream. So that was uh, yeah. the most amazing healing that's, you that's have awesome. seen. That's awesome. Yeah. But you've seen, I bet you you've seen lots. I've You're seen many. A, yeah. a traveling I've evangelist. Been in, I've, been in, I've encountered many healings. A number of times when I was just down and just received healing, I said, I accept that. It's, it's the scripture says that by his stripes we were healed. Yes. And, it, and, and that, that's, the, that's the thing about this life, this Christian life. You've, it takes faith. Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. It's not saying that That's in a religious right. way. It's not saying that God just designed this, this program that requires faith. It just means that without faith, you're not getting it without faith. You've got to have faith. You've got to trust. You've got to make up your mind to believe. And, and God even provides the faith. Like that's a gift Absolutely. of the Spirit. And you've got it. Yeah, you yeah. just have to operate in it. You've got to. Just go. You know, when I, first got, when I first got saved, um, I spent some time trying to find a church, and I was so unchurched. And I was probably one of those really hard-to-love guys, you know. I, I'm, I smelled real bad, you know. I was always smoking, and, you know, and I had hair down to there. And yeah. We're just about out of time, so keep going with that thought. I'm just going to say, I, just gonna say I, I had tr trouble fitting in. You know, I go to a church, and... And I, I, I wanted this experience with tongues. I couldn't get that, you know. But it was the day okay. that the Lord just said, you know how you received that you're a Christian? Same way you walk this life. Right on. Faith. Believe it. We're out of time. Thanks, George. Thank you, Neil. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah.